when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have an incredible second-time guest. This man is coming from over the pond. Now, he's not flying. We're on Zoom, and he is coming to us from England. Where in England are you, Johnny? I am in the West Midlands of England uh, in a town called Birmingham, which is halfway up the country, but uh, bizarrely, I'm sure you Americans will think, it's only 100 miles from London, which is down south. Our country is very, very small. We could fit the entire United Kingdom, I think, in California, just to name one of your states. Yeah. So, I, and just being 100 miles away is like, you know, here, that's nothing. So, what exactly is, what do you consider to be the biggest differences, or are there none in marketing in the UK versus the US? Do you think it's pretty much the same? Do you think it's more global? Is there a different mm-hmm. kind of mentality in things over there than there is here? Interesting question. I, I have some some provenance uh, with which I can answer this because um, roughly 25% of my clients are stateside. Mm-hmm. And the other 75% are UK and Europe, probably you know 5% in Europe, something like that. Um, what I find is that Americans are more open to personal development. Hmm. So that they get it straight away. Whether it's that they've been pitched before with stuff or they've invested and bought in stuff before. But I mean, look, you guys invented personal development, you know, go back to Napoleon Hill and people yep. like that. And, um, you know, all, all that kind of win friends and influence people sort of thing. You know, that came from the States and mm-hmm. it, it infused the rest of the world from from where you guys are. So I, I, I normally, if, if I'm going to put a number on it, it's it's simple. Your, your population is about four and a half times, getting on five times the size of the UK. But I think that you guys are probably 10 times more open to personal development. So, you know, do the maths, it's 50 times a bigger market for us than, than the UK. So... Yeah, I love working with you guys, I really do. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think there's two different kinds of self-development. There is, and and this again gets to the crappy marketing versus the good marketing. You have the Tony Robbins style thing, which is the rah-rah, which I consider to be the, you know, the Sunday preacher standing up and doing all this stuff. I mean, most people don't realize Mm -hmm. that Tony Robbins, when he does one of his, you know, big, you know, fills up a stadium kind of place, has plants all over the place. And when I say plants, I'm not talking about, you know, ferns. Cacti. Right. <laughs> I'm talking I'm talking about people that he will point to in the audience that have a preconceived story that he can bring up on stage and actually get other people to believe that he's randomly helped somebody like you that. You can't blame him, though. I mean, you wouldn't want to take a risk on somebody telling a crappy story in front of all those people, would you, I guess? 
No, I don't necessarily blame it, but also, I mean, it, it's a little bit of sleight of hand, you know. Of and, course, a bit disingenuous. Yeah, and, and that's mm. one kind. And then there's the other kind where you have the, you know, the less brown style person that tends to, you know, really does, even though they are somewhat capitalistic, they tend to focus more on the person, the results, the outcome. I don't find them as quite as disingenuous, you know mm. what I mean? No, I, I I get that, and I I always stop short of criticizing you know any of these iconic players in our profession because you know that they they've made it you know they've yeah. done something right haven't they and they're, they're definitely impacting their lives. Interesting to the the Tony Robbins thing, you know. I mean, I guess to to the same extent as as these preachers. I mean, I'm I'm not religious at all, as as the vast majority of the UK is not religious but mm -hmm. um, you, you, you've got to say people come along and they feel better for the experience and right. that's kind of what what Roberts does isn't it you know you, you meet people walking out of his baseball stadiums and they're going to go wow that was amazing I feel really good and if, he, if he's doing that, that that's fine isn't it nothing, nothing too bad about oh, that oh no there's nothing bad about that there is you know there's basically it's kind of like entry-level coaching it's your first experience with that it's like going to a church where the preacher is just so dynamic you feel changed you know and yeah, that's that's essentially what it is yeah and if it makes you feel good there's nothing wrong with it i'm not i'm not saying that the man is an absolute complete scam artist because what he's doing things on is based on principles yeah. um but you know, there's there's a little bit of P.T. Barnum built into it, <laughs> so, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. and I think that, you know, if people walk into it knowing that ahead of time, I mean, one of the things I did a long time ago, and again, this goes back to the, you know, the dream versus the reality of crappy marketing. Um, back in the 2000s, I would go to these, um, I would get these invites to go to these golf clubs or these hotels, and they would say, come learn about selling on the internet. Okay, I knew about selling on the internet, and I went to these things. And what they were doing is they were saying, okay, you too can make $25,000 a month. All you have to do is sign up for our $2,000 a month program, and you can make $25,000 a month. And what they were selling was, um, uh, basically, they created a website with a bunch of junk, kind of like Amazon, except not Amazon. Um, and basically what you're doing is you were selling their stuff. The one thing that they never told everybody <laughs> that like everybody, yeah, well, it was great. Yeah. You know, it's basically, they were drop shipping things for you. You know, it's kind of like they built an eBay and they, you come in for 2000 bucks and you can, you know, any, anything you sell, you make X amount of dollars and they made it, you know, they made the numbers sound really good and people were lining up with their credit cards. I mean, there was probably you know, 50 people in the room, and I would say it was probably 20 people at the end of the thing, they did such a great job of selling that we're handing them a credit card for $2,000 a month. And mm -hmm. I'm standing in the back, and, you know, the guy's going, well, aren't you going to do it? It's like, nah, I really can't afford it. You know, I don't want to do it. But what I didn't want to tell them was the truth is like, okay, so you've got a bunch of people at $2,000 a month to compete against each other to sell the same stuff. <laughs> Yeah, right? I, yeah, I, that, that 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 that's definitely crappy marketing. I I, I remember a couple couple of years back, um, I, I I I was deep in being being coached and 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 trained in some of the stuff which I now incorporate in, into my business. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of the stuff I learned, I've, I rejected as as uh, as fake and only works for them kind of thing. But I remember when I was deep into that, I I was pitched a couple of times in the same week by uh, by t t two American coaches or should i say their 
their high ticket sales team mm-hmm. yep. right? <laughs> on behalf of the high ticket coach right um and, and and at the end of this 45 minute very prescriptive thing where they were just firing me pre-built questions that they'd asked everybody else that same day and that same week and that same year um the end of the 45 minutes each of these organizations offered me this ten thousand dollar program mm-hmm. and i i balked at both of them because i had no intention of buying either of them in, in fact and both of them drop sold me drop closed me to six thousand dollars on the pretext that johnny would you be prepared actually i'm not gonna do american accent yeah johnny would you would you be prepared <laughs> sounds irish yeah uh, yeah. Oh, come well, on, you could, do, you could do a Boston accent. It can't be that hard. I could probably <laughs> do that if you really want me to. Holy crap. Um, so they, uh, yeah, so they both drop close me to $6,000 on the basis that I was prepared to be. Would, Johnny, would you be prepared to be a case study for us? I went, what would that mean? Well, blah, 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 appear on our website, face on there, $6,000. And I thought this is exactly the same pitch. Right, and one of these companies was a Californian company. The the other one was on the East Coast, Florida, or New York, or somewhere. Right, mm-hmm. completely unconnected. The same scammy pitch, dropping me from ten k to six k. And I just thought, well, what if I'd agreed to pay ten thousand dollars? I didn't need to do that because they would have let me have it for six. That's just terrible, isn't it? That's awful. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's a whole industry around that kind of crazy dumb stuff isn't it which is just so bad for the people sucking it up um i'm on the the kind of other side of the divide now because i've put together a program which is the antithesis of that and my Mm -hmm. client attraction blueprint is i'm sure you you do the same this is me showing up right actually working with these people not giving them a whole bunch of videos to run away and watch but me actually showing up and holding their hand because i was determined never to do that but um, what I've what I've discovered since is that the more important part of the sale is that it gives me permission to help them, mm-hmm. compared with me getting paid. Because me getting paid, however much, however much, however much I charge for my program, it's ultimately going to be money spent, money forgotten about. It's a drop in the ocean of my life, isn't it? Mm-hmm doesn't make fundamentally a difference to me as a human being if somebody pays me to be part of my program but you know what i can make a difference to their life if i'm able to help them if we open that relationship uh, and get it going so yeah that 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 crappy sort of hardcore marketing slash closing uh, just does nothing for me it just leaves me cold the bottom line is 100 percent. i agree with you and here's the thing is that there are so many, I put up my air quotes, gurus out there, you know, that say that all you've got to do is create an ebook. Yeah. And then you create the ebook and then you put it on Amazon for free. And as soon as you get it to a bestseller, you turn the cost on. And now it becomes a paid ebook that is been free, but now a bestseller in the category because you've given away 10,000 of them. And now you could say you have an uh, Amazon bestseller and now you use that to build the list. And then you build the list and you email these people constantly. And then you, you know, get them to buy a tripwire thing. And then from the tripwire thing, then you get them into a larger program and you get them into a larger program and so on and so forth. And, you know, they're, they're basically working from the bottom up and they've got this system that they say that works. But the problem is, is that 
know, it's finding those people, like you said, number one, that are interested in what you have. Number two, it's getting them to take action. Um, you posted a great quote the other day. It's like, I don't care if anybody likes my stuff. It's what action are they going to take? It's something along that. Yeah. 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 And so that was, I, I'm, I copied and pasted that and put it in my, um, Evernote because I wanted to remember it. Um, yeah. But I think the key thing, what you're talking about is, and I, I, I think this is the moral of the story. When we're talking about the dream and the reality of crappy marketing, yeah. a lot of these people are selling the dream of if you do this and you do this and you do this, you will get to the point where you can sell high ticket things. Hmm. And, or they're just going to say, I'm going to sell you leads. I'm going to sell you high ticket leads. Um, yeah, you could sell high ticket leads, but nothing says those people are going to know, like, and trust you enough to give you money, mm. pay you to do what you're going to do. What you've done is kind of flipped it on its side and said, okay, you know, you could sell high ticket things, but here's the bottom line. You're not focusing on the money. You're not focusing on the system. What you're focusing on is what does the end user get? What is the thing? Gosh. How do you change somebody's life? How do you change somebody's world? How do you make the world better? Back to that icky guy conversation, right? Yeah, I, and I've, I've observed as well, you know, a lot of the reasons why coaches and therapists don't make it um, is because they haven't understood that there's actually three, three elements of success. And my, my, my pal and, and mentor and partner, uh, Paul Elliott, Mm -hmm. showed me these just recently and it's not like a lot of these things it's not I didn't get it I just never seen it expressed in this way and it's really cool three S's are the things that you need to be successful in our profession one is skills that's probably the first one because you've got to be able to provide the results the impact that you're claiming you can mm -hmm. so you know if you're a hypnotherapist and you say you're going to help someone stop smoking you better be able to do that yeah, you know, they can't go away with a, you know, <laughs> a cigarette on and blow, blowing blowing smoke out of their ears, kind of thing. They got to stop. So skills is the first one. Second thing is strategy. You've mm -hmm. got to have a plan for how you're actually going to deploy it. How you're actually going to do it. So you can you can imagine, can't you? How some of these hip, hypnotherapists, for example, if they stop smoking, therapists don't have a plan for how they're going to capture clients and what they're going to do. There's a marketing strategy. There's a branding, no, you know, promotion around it. Mm -hmm. The third S, which is missing so often in our community, is self-confidence. could call mm -hmm. it self-belief. Yep. So they've got all the skills. They've got a viable plan. But they don't think they can do it. So they don't. Self-fulfilling, isn't it? And... That third one explains why a lot of these high-ticket coaching programs have zero impact. Mm -hmm. Because they've got the skills, they've learned something, they've got the strategy from the high-ticket program, but they don't have the confidence to go out and implement it and take action, so they don't. So that's money's wasted, that $10,000 we talked about mm -hmm. is wasted. And it's not necessarily the, prog the program was rubbish, but it's that they haven't got the chutzpah to actually go out there and put it in front of people. So all those three things, we're very, very diligent, very, very careful to, to make sure that they're in the bundle, if you like. They're in your personal brand before before we can you know, even talk about success. I need to know that you're skilled at what you do. I need to check that if you say you're a therapist, you are. You, know, you say you're a coach. You've actually got some provenance with coaching people. Mm -hmm. And then we can provide the strategy and we can support you with self-confidence. 
But all those three things need to be part of the package, don't they? They do. And if you break that down from a social media standpoint, okay, so you have skill, you have strategy, you have self-confidence. If you break that down into what happens online, skill, do you know your stuff? Yeah. Okay. Strategy, can you be liked? Can people align themselves with the way that you do things? Right. And then the last one is trust, that yeah. self-confidence. Do you have enough confidence to say, I know what I'm doing and you can trust me? So that no like and trust kind of builds on those three things. It, it it really does, and and you know as I said when I when I mentioned those three, um, you know there's nothing new about that. It's not like a new invention. It just adds another layer of clarity, doesn't it, to all this stuff that we need to be doing. Right, and and that unto itself is important. You know, it, it's being able to take a complex idea and break it down into ways that people understand it. You know, and, and yeah. simplifies it so that people can digest it and say to themselves, I can do this. You know, that's really the last piece of that, that self-confidence is always so hard. And that's what I paid the, and gotten the biggest results from coaches on is understanding, you know, my own barriers, understanding where I get in my own way. It's, it's you know, a lot of times in the coaching world, we call it mindset you know, or emotional intelligence or things of that nature. But honestly, that's one of the hardest things to get your arms around because you can't see it yourself. You know, you mm. don't know the kind of reactions that you have when people say things that, that kind of knock you off your game. And you really yeah. do need a third party to be able to come in and visualize for you. Hey, here's what happens. I mean, this happened with my coach is she asked me to do something and change something on our website and i said um yeah you know i don't know if you can do that and then i went and i found a way to do it and i said here this is how it's done and this is how it works and she goes oh my god that's perfect and she said to me flat out she says you know that you come in and say that i don't think that can be done so you don't disappoint up front and then you feel really good by actually making it happen you always find a way to make it happen so, but what you're doing is you're instilling doubt before you can actually get to the point where you say that you can make things better. And yeah. that was a mindset thing. It's like, I, what I have to do is change it from, I don't think it can be done to, I think I can do it. Let me work on it and see, you know, yeah. just changing the way that you think about it and the way that you express it completely revamps the entire thing. Right. Yeah. No, I'm going to say that that's, that's probably the most, most common missing link in, uh, my, my, my clients abilities if you like that their ability to succeed shall we say mm -hmm. you know we, we can provide strategies and they bring their, their skills to the table um, but without the self-confidence just to just to do it just to take action just to try it you know I, I, I help with some mindset strategies and one of the things that I find really useful I learned from a, a British coach he's a Canadian coach actually living in, in the UK mm -hmm. called Jamie Smart smart by name smart by nature and he said to me uh, <laughs> Johnny you know what life's just one big experiment and therefore you should approach your business like that there's only two strands he would say to uh, a business working one is have an idea the other is to try it mm -hmm. and if you try it in the spirit of experimentation you know well, I'll just see what happens let's see what happens let's do this and see what happens right so there's, there's no uncertainty in the fact that you've taken an action you're not you're not doing that half-heartedly but you're detached from the outcome you're just gonna go look I don't know where this is gonna go but I'm gonna try it and if it, if it works I'll do more of it until it stops working you know 
Uh, I think sometimes life's simpler than we make it, isn't it, sometimes? It is, yeah. But the final part, and this is where a lot of people have a hard time, is they don't know when to quit. You know, they don't know when to say, oh, hey, yeah. this is not working. It's another of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that's a, that, again, is one of those kind of things where, I mean, I've had that happen to me where I've done, you know, certain things. Like I, I, I interviewed a guy about doing Amazon um, uh, skills, and basically you could do a um, – uh, every morning you get up and it would automatically play this um, bacon marketing minute and it would be part of your, your morning routine on Amazon. And right. I did it and I put it out there and I did, you know, about three months worth of these things every single day. So I put out 90 of them. Yeah. And what I found is nobody was listening to him because nobody knew how to set up the skills on their Amazon. And so it was great. For, you know, the concept. For the record, for the record I did six, <laughs> six months of those. Yeah. And, yeah, and I couldn't get any flash listeners. briefings. Yeah, flash briefings. And so, you know, I had to say to myself, okay, you know, this is work. Is it working out? Can I repurpose it? You know, is there a way to take these and do something with them? And, yeah, right. Um, you know, I couldn't find a way to take a one minute thing and do anything with it of value that anybody would pay for when anybody would be there, attracted to I, it. I, I did an automated thing where they, they stream onto my business page as well for what it's worth. But mm -hmm. we all know about Facebook business pages in terms, yes, exactly, in terms of yeah. organic reach. Um, I, I have some received wisdom on this um, that I've adopted as my own. This is the concept of sunk cost. And a really powerful definition of a sunk cost is money or time spent in the past, which has no bearing on any outcomes in the future. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful, concise definition. So you see this, don't you, when people have spent four grand with some guy who's built them a website and it's rubbish. So they persevere with the website because they've spent four grand on it. Right. Whereas what they should be doing is make a decision as to whether this website's ever going to work in the future. If mm. the answer is no, they've just got to write off the four grand and walk away and do something else, haven't they? Yes. And um, that, that sunk cost idea goes into all kinds of stuff. You know, it goes into stuff you've trained for. Like, say so you got a qualification that took you four years and you've now discovered that you can't market it, you can't make any money out of it. Well, forget about it. Don't keep on flogging the dead horse. Mm -hmm. Just say, look, the money I spent <laughs> in the last four years mm -hmm. now has no bearing on my future. Right. Zero, right? It's gone. We've now, all done that, haven't we? On my desk, I have three post-it notes, and I look at these all the time. It's like, okay, so on my desk, I have, you know, $1 and $2 million. And uh, the three post-it notes are right aligned with what you have. It says, what problem does this solve and why? The other one is, yeah. is this my space, and will it make dollars, or will it become an asset, and why? And yeah. then the last one is, what's the one thing I can do, such by doing it, that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? I love that. What's one thing I can do, such by doing it, that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? Boom. Yep. Can I, st can I steal that? I'm yes, you that can. Post. Please. I'll, cre I'll credit you for that. Well, don't credit me because I got it from a book. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put via Brian Basilica or something. Yeah. I, th I think if you had to put one post-it note on, um, I'm speaking here to you know the tribes of, of people that we help, it, it would be this. Is what I am doing now moving me closer or further away from my next sale? That's quite powerful because we, we have to drive revenue in our business, don't we? Yeah, it's the one thing that I teach all my clients is that everything... 
you know, the bottom line is sales is the engine and marketing is the tool. You know, it right. is the screwdriver. Marketing is a screwdriver that helps you tweak sales. And so that's that's essentially what I teach people to do. And the biggest problem is, cool. is that people tend to throw a lot of money at the tools. You know, it's like the uh, in, in America, we have the snap-on truck that drives up to the mechanic, you know. And so the snap-on tools guy comes like, hey, check out this new wrench, man. It does 45 things. Like, oh, yeah, 300 bucks, I'll take it. You know, so they take it, and then it yeah. goes in the tool chest. And people yeah. tend to do that. They collect a lot of tools. And, and this is a, coming up as a great idea for a, a new podcast. Um, but they're collecting a lot of tools, and they sit in the tool chest, the and tool they never pull them out and use them. Right? You know, it's like a guitar well, collector. Well, I'll tell you as well about, about tools, you know. I mean, this, this is a, a, a thought that comes up all the time when I'm working with, with coaches and therapists. They're, they're obsessed with their tools. Mm -hmm. And all I've got to do to actually bring them back into reality... He's talking about the idea of your washing machine leaking and your, your kitchen floor is flooded to a depth of two inches. You're on the phone panicking, going, get around here quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the washing machine repair dude shows up, you know, and uh, it's usually a dude, I guess. And instead of going in the kitchen, he walks in your lounge, tips out a tool bag and he goes, look, a hammer. Look, there's a monkey wrench here. This is the best monkey wrench any plumber could buy my granddad <laughs> had this and and my, my father had this you know we've been plumbers for three generations but then you'd be going get in my bloody kitchen and fix my washing machine right mm -hmm. nobody cares about your tools so you know collecting tools whether these are qualifications modalities skills physical tools software uh, ma matters not at all <laughs> to your to your clients you know let's talk about what you can do uh, for them uh, and with them and that's what they'll pay you for isn't it Johnny, man, this has been awesome. I mean, there's been a lot of great concepts and, and things that you brought to the table. And I think this is really going to open up a bunch of people's minds about, you know, the concept of good marketing reality mindset. I think we went down a handful of rabbit holes that I think are very helpful to people. So if people wanted to find you online or get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Do you know what? I just encourage you to uh, hop on into the Johnny Hates Marketing Facebook group. It's uh, Johnny without an H, Johnny hates hates marketing uh, on Facebook. Facebook search is very kind to me. If you type those three words in, it will locate me immediately and uh, you can apply to join the group. The only caveat is I'd like you to be a coach or therapist or consultant because that's my tribe and uh, you're the guys that I work with. And uh, I, I love the content that you post every day. I'm always active in there because it, it's fun and it, it's uh, you have a great group of people in there. So I definitely, you know, search him out and check him out on LinkedIn, check him out everywhere. Johnny, again, thanks so much, man, for coming on. It's great to have you back. It's always fun to chat, always enlightening and great to get a perspective, too, from across the pond you know to understand what you know how things are slightly different across the world because we are becoming more of a global community so thank yeah. you so much for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs for my peeps and i am so looking forward to having you back again soon man my pleasure see you soon thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains want some more learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com have questions send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.